Hello, this is Inez Bai reporting from my humble little room here in the inner west of Sydney. Hello, this is the Peaceful Body Podcast. I am bringing to you a solo episode with me. For those of you that is your that it is your first time listening to this podcast, I am a health and mindset coach, as well as playing many other roles and always sharing with you um, about topics that I'm really passionate about, including fitness, nutrition, your relationship with food mental health, mindset tips, self-care, self-love, all of the juicy things. So today I'm going to share with you some of the top things that I have learned from going to therapy. I've been going really consistently since June last year. I've been going basically every two weeks, I would say. So it's been quite an investment of my time and money. And I have learned so much from my experiences. I love my therapist. I feel so blessed to have found someone that I just clicked with instantly because I know that for a lot of people, they do need to like shop around and that they don't click with their therapist instantly. And what I do just want to urge you is that every single person can benefit from a therapist. And I'll talk about this at length more in this session. Oh, this podcast episode, I mean, now I feel like I'm going into full therapy mode. Um, And if you don't click with someone, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It just means that you don't vibe with that person. And that's okay because we're not designed to be friends with everyone or to vibe with every single person in the world. And I really, really encourage you to keep searching because you will find someone that just understands you totally and will be able to give you so much support. Or, you know, if it's not a therapist, maybe it's a coach or mentoring. I also offer mindset mentoring. So if you want to have a chat to me, feel free to slide into my DMs on Instagram and there's by is where you can follow me or you can also check out my website and there's forward slash mentoring and you can find out a little bit more of what I actually offer. So I offer lots of different services because for each client, I know that their needs and their goals are so unique. So the coaching packages that I offer will be really tailored to your specific needs, whether it be for your mindset, whether it's nutrition, whether you have more body composition goals. These are all things that I work with with my clients in a one-on-one capacity and also within a group capacity. That being said, let's get stuck into these lessons that I've learned from therapy and yeah, enjoy having a little insight into my mind. Mental health is honestly one of my biggest passions at the moment and it's something that I talk about with every single one of my clients. I think from the outside, most people see me more as a fitness or nutrition coach, but what I've really learned over the past, you know, I've been working as a coach for six, seven years at the moment, what I've really come to understand, especially through my own education and my own therapy as well, is understanding that every single thing comes down to a root cause, which can only ever be... um, bettered or improved. I mean, I don't want to say that you're like in a bad place where you're at now, but we can only find a solution to something when we dive deep into your mindset. You know, even if it's something as little as not being able to find the motivation to work out, that's not about your physical body and it's not about having a workout plan. It's actually about shifting your mindset so that you have the tools to motivate yourself, to create discipline and so that you can actually get to your goals, right? So it all comes down to mindset. And sometimes it can be bigger things like feeling really insecure in your body or having disordered eating. That is, again, yes, you can give someone the perfect meal plan or you can tell someone that they look great, but if they don't have the mindset to be able to receive that compliment or they don't have the mindset to be able to see the bigger picture and actually act in a different way, then it's not, it's going to be futile, all of the physical, tangible strategies that we, you know, that you might be able to find online. So that's why I really 
really wanted to share with you my biggest tips, my biggest mindset shifts that I've had since going to therapy since June last year. So at the time of recording this, that it's now the middle of April. Um, so that's been what, like eight, nine months. So it's been a journey. And one of the things that I, the first tip that I want to say is that there is absolutely no minimum requirement for how bad it quote unquote, you need to be in order to see a therapist. One of my huge fears, and I spoke about this in a podcast episode that I fully dedicated to this earlier on, was that I would go, because I went to the doctor to get um, a referral essentially, which is like what you do in Australia. You can go to the doctor, the, your GP to get a referral, and then you can get a mental health care plan so that you can get some rebates back from Medicare, which is our Australian healthcare system. And I went to, I remember going to the ther- to my GP and thinking that she was just going to be like, well, you're not bad enough or you're not anxious enough or you're not mentally unwell enough because I don't even know why I thought that. I guess growing up as a child, I was always kind of told to just like, you know, just deal with it, just move on, just let it go. And I never really got given the space to kind of like express my emotions. And anytime I did express my emotions, I was often said that things were too much or I was too emotional or I was too sensitive. And that's kind of true, right? I'm a very sensitive human being. I feel all of the feels. Like I just have so many emotions. But during my high school years when I was constantly being told that I was too much or, you know, my parents didn't really listen to me when I was feeling upset, I got very, very, very good at developing some strategies to hide behind a facade essentially and to put um, this really put up this really like kind of independent, capable, strong gal. And that was really a way for me to protect myself so that no one would understand, like no one would know that I was emotional or that I wasn't coping. So what I want to say is that there is no level of mental illness that you need to have in order to get a referral for the psychologist. Um, I think every single person can benefit from seeing a therapist because it just really helps to have an external perspective for your mind. Um, And one of the biggest, um, things that I've learned, and I guess this was the second point that I wanted to say, is that you often don't need someone to solve your problems for you. And this goes for if someone comes to you and they want to talk about their mental health or any sort of issue, that person probably already knows the solution or they probably know how to fix things. And it's not that they need you to fix them or it's not that when you tell someone, like, for example, if I was to say to my friend, oh my God, my, you know, this happened with my like parents and I'm really upset about it. I don't want that person to respond to me and be like, well, maybe you should have said this and maybe you should have acted like this because that feels really dismissive. What I really want is for the person that I'm telling to hold the space for me and to allow me to vent and to just ask me how I feel and what I would like to do about it and make me feel really included and really heard. And so I really learned that when I went to my psychologist for the first time, she, I kind of told her everything that I was, you know, that was on my mind essentially. And she just looked at me and was like, you know, you're really anxious and it's okay. And we can, we can work on this together. And I just really needed someone to like normalize what I was feeling because in my mind back in June, when I went to go see her for the first time, I felt like what I was feeling, like I I just felt like I wasn't coping or I wasn't strong enough or I didn't have a good routine. When in reality, I really just needed someone to normalize the way that I was feeling because that then made me feel less crazy and it made me feel less inadequate. And that really made me feel made me feel seen and safe and something that I work on with my clients as well as really helping them to understand that they're not the only one having these emotions and that any emotion that you are feeling is totally valid um, and that you're totally allowed to express yourself and that is why the work that I do with my clients 
I work so much on myself because then I really understand what it is like to be a client. And I really pride myself on holding the space and allowing my clients to have a really safe space to talk about their feelings without judgment, without a biased opinion as well. Like that's definitely one of the most important things I have learned. And that's how really reflected in my own coaching practices as well. So yeah, to kind of wrap that one up, it's okay if you don't know the answers to a problem or you're not sure what you're going to do next or you don't need to know what's going to happen next. You often just need someone to be like, yes, I understand. I hear you. What you're feeling is normal. The re- your feelings are valid and you just really need someone to like validate you and that and and some and that's something I've really learned to like do within myself as well. Like when I'm feeling an emotion now and this is something you can do within yourself, like check in. Ask how your body's feeling. Can you notice any tension in your body? Is there any feelings that you haven't picked up on yet? Where can you feel that? What does it feel like? And feelings are noticed in your bodies, right? It's normally like a sensation or a or tension in your body. And then emotions is when a feeling has been processed by your brain and it spits out a specific emotion. So, oh, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling like this. Um, like I'm feeling sad or depressed or I'm happy or elated, whatever the emotion might be. And so it's just really important to like validate that for yourself. And that is why having some sort of meditation or journaling practice is so powerful because it provides you with the structure to step back a little bit and be like, how am I feeling? And not being worried about the judgment of other people or thinking that you should say something because you just really can be honest in that journal and have like a private safe space for you to talk about. Or alternatively, obviously, that's why it's been so beneficial for me with my therapist or to have a coach that can really hold the space for you and just like acknowledge what you're saying or what you're feeling because when you have that acknowledgement it gives you a level of confidence that you're normal and I think so many of us glide through life thinking or not glide through life we struggle so much because we're like oh I should be further and I should be happier I should be more grateful and all of these shoulds weigh down on us so much and they leak so much of our energy so literally just by simply validating the way that you're feeling you're calling back in your power you're reminding yourself that you're always doing the best that you can with the tools that you have at the time And it just gives you that sense of like, I am a normal human being. Like this is normal, whatever I'm feeling. I can guarantee you as well, whatever you are feeling right now for whatever reason, someone else in this universe where we have almost 8 billion people is also feeling the exact same thing. And so I think sometimes when we are experiencing a lot of emotions or we feel like we're feeling a lot of things, we think that no one else can possibly understand or we feel quite isolated or we feel alone in that emotion. But I want you to remind yourself that someone always understands and you can understand yourself and someone is always feeling the exact same way that you are feeling or they have already felt like that as well and they've survived it and you will survive it but the first step you need to do is really acknowledge that within yourself okay so point three kind of annoys me (laughs) no it doesn't I'm someone so throughout my entire life I've pretty much been anxious and I never realized until I went to my therapist and you know she looked at me in the eyes and was like yes you are actually really anxious and it's okay we can fix it and I literally I think I breathed for like the first time in years when she said that to me because I'm someone that's very much a control freak like I like to know when things are happening and what's going to happen next and what I can do and what action I can take and who I should talk to and why things aren't happening and my mind is just literally running a million miles an hour and I'm really really good at multitasking I'm really good at doing a lot of things at once 
But I also fell into the trap of saying yes to a lot of things when I really didn't want to. And I didn't know how to have any boundaries and I didn't know how to just like let things happen and surrender. So that's why I was saying number three is my therapist always says to me, you just have to let things unfold. Because if there's anything that we have especially learned in 2020 is that things are going to happen. And in reality, we actually don't have control over our situations, even though we cling on to like, yeah, well, I've got my full time job and I get my salary and I live here and I see this person. And it's like that can literally just be turned upside down in an instance. And I don't think it's the lack of control or I, yeah, I don't, it's not necessarily the lack of control that now it's just more the shock of realizing that we never had any control anyway and how, of how fragile life is and how it can change so quickly. So that's why it's so important to kind of have this more, I guess, laid back energy or just like, it's really anchoring into this trust of like, it, things are going to happen the way that they're going to happen. And I can either move through life kicking and screaming, trying to hold on to everything, making like trying to make things happen the way that I want them to happen. Or I can just loosen my grip a little bit and relax. Even as I said that my shoulders just relax and allow things to come to me a little bit more. Practice being patient, practice being kind to myself and just allowing myself to enjoy the moment and really allowing myself to do the things that feel good now. Right. And to uh, allow that things don't always have to be really hard and that the more we try to control things and the more that we try to hold on to things and time when they're meant to be happening and you know lay out every single detail does not necessarily make it go any faster or make it work any better and in fact the way that we can ensure we have a better time in life and that we allow ourselves to just enjoy the journey is just by letting go and letting things happen in their own way and not thinking just because they happen in their own, like just because it doesn't happen the way that you expect it to it's not the right way or it's not going to be beneficial to you because everything is a perception right if you just allow things to happen you let go of expectations because any time that we're disappointed, it's always because we had have had expectations. And in reality, it's not fair to have expectations because we cannot predict the future as much as I try. We also can't control other people's behaviors around ourselves. So if we're constantly trying to live our life according to certain expectations and put other people subject to those expectations as well, then we're constantly going to be feeling disappointed and we're letting so much of our energy be funneled away into those expectations, even though we're basing them off base nothing, right? So really asking yourself, where am I placing expectations? Have I even communicated these expectations? And how can I loosen them a little bit, knowing that if I do, it means things could work out in a much easier way and and could work out in a way that you could never even have expected. And something that I have really recently started to understand, and this is something I used to hear a lot, like, you know, expect miracles or like good things can always happen. Because when you're really anxious and a little bit depressed and just feeling really overwhelmed and don't really know yourself that well, it's really easy to think that only bad things are going to happen, like that you're only going to make mistakes or that if things don't go to plan, it reflects badly on you. Or if you don't know what is happening, then that means something bad is going to happen to you, right? That's a really easy route to go down when you let your anxious mind take over and you don't feel like you, um, <clears throat> you don't feel like you have a, a, the ability to deal with whatever's going to happen to you, right? But, but if you let go, things can happen in a way that you could never, ever, ever have planned, and they can happen in so much of a flowy, easy way. And how amazing is it when things just like fall into place? 
things only fall into place when you aren't like watching them and expecting them to happen, right? And it gets to happen to every single one of us. And as much as things can go badly, they can also go incredibly. And something that like, you know, my dad said to me a few months ago, like this was before Christmas last year. He was like, well, what happens if you can't work and you, you know, have to take a month off work? Like, do you have enough savings? And I was like, you know, the likelihood of that happening is almost as likely as um, me suddenly winning the lottery. Like it's so, you know, and just having that kind of like frame of reference and not always focusing on the bad things. And whilst, yes, I'm glad that my dad said that to me and it helped me kind of think "Mm, maybe I should have an emergency fund and I've managed to kind of put that into action. But also I could have gone really down a rabbit hole of thinking, oh my God, what if I can't work? What if I something happens to me what if I have to take a month off work and I don't have the capacity to earn money and I don't have savings and that just would have led me to a spiral of inaction because I would have been so worried about the bad thing happening and then if I'm not acting right that's more likely to lead to me not earning money not doing anything about my savings and feeling really stuck instead I had this much more open relaxed attitude of like well, that could happen, but I could also win the lottery. All right, what do I want to do to move forwards to make sure that I like have all of my bases covered, right? Can you see how letting go in that scenario? I could have I could have even seen like in the past, I definitely would have taken what my dad said as an insult as like, oh, don't you think I'm capable? Or don't you think I have money? Or don't you think I'm earning enough? And don't you think, I'm, but you know, all of these things, I could have just taken it so personally, but because I've worked so hard on my mindset, I've really created a much more open and relaxed approach to things. So So I can really just not take things so personally and also have a much more relaxed approach, which means that I can decide way more clearly. All right, well, how do I want to respond to this and what what is actually beneficial from this? And also with that idea of like letting things unfold, it's about acknowledging the work that you have done, the action that you have taken and just like letting things happen. Oftentimes we feel like we need to overdo things in order to prove ourselves worthy of the goal that we want to do. So say, for example, you want to get fit, right? And then we think, oh my God, I need to exercise, drink heaps of water, go to the gym. I need to do runs. I need to go to the gym twice a day. And it's like, no, you don't need to do that much in order to be worthy of your goal. You can do just enough and then trust within yourself or get the support of a coach to make sure that you can place that trust within someone that is a professional to be like, okay, I do my full workouts a week. I walk every now and again for both my mental health and my physical health. I drink enough water. I'm eating a variety of foods. I don't need to overdo it. And the journey actually gets to be a lot more fun. And I get to just let the results happen, right? I don't have to be so stressed out about it. And the more stressed I am about it doesn't make things happen faster. Like that is my main thing that I want you to know. And I totally get it because I also like to move through life very quickly and I want things to happen and I want my goals to materialize. But Putting lots of pressure on that goal and focusing so much on when that goal is going to happen just makes you even more stressed out. And it means that you're so focused on that one thing, which makes time go so slowly. And it also clouds your vision from being able to see other opportunities, other cool things that you could be doing or generally just having fun and living your life. Like that is so important when you're wanting a goal to happen or when you're wanting to like receive uh, like a result for something is to just make sure that you're still living your life and you're having fun and you're allowing yourself to do so because really the only person that can give yourself the permission to do that is yourself, right? You need to learn how to like focus on other things than just the goal. Trusting, and this is that whole piece of like trusting and surrendering that what is meant for you will not pass you by. So my next point, which is point number four, is really relevant in a lot of um, areas of life. And for me, 
I mean, this is relevant, yeah, if you're working with a coach, whether it be a fitness coach, mindset coach, therapist, you really need to make sure that you're taking action on the things that your therapist says or that your coach says. And this is why working on your mindset is really important and having someone, seeing someone regularly and consistently is so important. That's why I see my clients, you know, every fortnight or every month at least to make sure and check in with them almost every single day to give them that accountability and support to be like, how are you going with this? What support do you need? What do you need from me? How can we make this, you know, scenario better or how can we make things different so that it's easier for you? But one of the things that I really, upon reflecting as I was kind of like thinking of things that I could share with you that I've learned from therapy is that almost every single thing that my therapist has said, you know, has recommended, I mean, she doesn't really tell me to do things. If you've been to therapy, they, she'll never be like, I'll often have gone to her with a question like, do you think I should do this or this? And she'll never really have given me like a specific answer because their whole thing is like, come to the answers on your own. But I would always know what she was kind of like leading me to do. And obviously I'm the one that was doing the work and I was the one that was actively going to these sessions and making, you know, wanting to unpack a lot of these things. So of course with, and and with that, I was investing a lot of money, right? Going to therapy and seeing someone twice a month for over eight months now it's been is an absolute investment. And this is why it is so important to put your money where your mouth is, because it really forces you to actually take action on the things that you say you want. And often they're really uncomfortable, right? It was things like moving gyms, letting go of powerlifting, having tough conversations with friends, having a breakup. Like, oh my God, that that was so tough. Like bringing up a breakup and going through that whole experience was incredibly tough. So, and, and the main reason why I went to go see my therapist in the first place was because I was so scared that my business was going to fail at the time. And just trusting her advice and listening to her being like, you need to let go and you need to like trust in yourself. And that I'm going to talk more on this idea of failure um, in the next point before I get too carried away. But essentially, you really need to make sure that you do take action on the things that your therapist says and that you show up vulnerably. And it can feel really exposing when you like do the things that your therapist or your coach recommends because they're kind of asking you to do things in a way that you've never done them before. And when you're someone that is anxious, you cling on to certain things to give you like a false sense of control. And so to do things outside of that you know, those certain things that you do feels like you're literally losing complete control. But on the other side of that fear is absolute liberation because you do the thing and then you survive and that's what makes you stronger. And that brings me to my next point um, of trying to control things too much is comes from a place of anxiety, right? Whenever you're feeling like you're really struggling to let things go or you're trying to control every single part and you feel like if you don't control that thing everything's going to fall apart that's really your anxiety speaking and anxiety makes us feel like if we're not stressed and if we're not struggling and if we're not pushing really hard then we're going to fail but we have to recognize that that's our anxiety and we can kind of decide to have a discussion with our anxiety and look at it and acknowledge it and be like, look, I know you're here and I know you think you need to be here in order to make sure that I work hard in order to make sure that I reach my goals, but I know what I need to do. And so you can sit here, but you don't get to drive. You don't get to make my decisions for me. And I am going to make my decisions based off what is best for me and kind of realizing that your anxiety has its own little persona within yourself. And then you are your own person really gives you like a bigger perspective and allows you to understand that like anything you're clinging on to is really just your anxiety thinking that you're not going to be safe but honestly are you actually going to be like and asking yourself are you actually going to be unsafe if you um 
you know, let go a little bit? Is it actually going to put you at harm's risk? Like really honestly, is it going to be bad for you? I used to do this really um, badly with my relationship with exercise where I would think if I didn't go to the gym that day, then I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be worthy or I wouldn't be allowed to eat food or my body was disgusting. And what I started to do was having rest days from the gym and just actually what really helped me was that I got a coach who wrote me up a program. So instead of programming my own exercise program I got a coach I trusted my full faith in her and I did exactly what I needed what she recommended me to do even though I felt like oh I'm not tired enough or maybe I haven't burned enough calories but I just fully trusted what she said to do and I went through this whole journey of over exercising abusing exercise only exercising to burn calories to then doing this program that was like just enough but not too much and realizing that my body actually felt great my body looked great I was way less stressed which meant I digested food better my mental health was better and I had energy for other things in my life as well so that's like one example of me letting go another example as well is in terms of like relationships I used to have really specific expectations of how I wanted people to do certain things but I didn't ever communicate those I just kind of like expected people would mirror my actions and would respond to me the same way that I would respond to them and you can imagine that would cause a lot of arguments because I'm firstly not communicating secondly I have a lot of expectations and if they didn't meet those expectations I would feel really unsafe I'd feel like they didn't like me I felt like they were using me and so So instead of communicating that again, because I didn't have the tools at the time, I would lash out at that person and I would get really annoyed and I would go in this like defensive mode of being like, how dare you do that to me and what's wrong with you and really putting the blame on them and never, ever taking responsibility for my own actions. And this is what's really important when we're thinking about um, trying to cling on to control is realizing our role in that that's that space of like I am the one that's clinging on I'm the one that's forcing myself to try and do these things and I get to decide that I like want to do things differently and I get to decide that I I want to feel better and I don't want to be lashing out all the time or I don't want to be abusing my body and I'm deciding I'm declaring that I get to do things a different way and I'm opening myself up to a different way number six is if you're someone that is a giver right you always want to make sure everyone around you is um having having a good time or you always want to make like you're a people pleaser like you're making sure that you're ma- everyone around you is having a good time and you're always saying yes to things just to please other people or you're doing things for other people all the time or you really want to make sure that um, people around you are happy at, at, even at the expense of your own happiness this is because you're too like you're kind of using that as a distraction and their sense of validation to distract to avoid your own emotional um like holes I guess or to avoid your own emotional unavailableness or your lack of understanding yourself and so when someone is giving all the time they're always people pleasing always trying to do things for other people what's really important here is to allow yourself the space again to say where am I saying yes to too many things like what I was saying earlier on in this podcast and why am I doing that? Like, why am I constantly saying yes to so many people? And again, it's not about having a judgmental mindset. It's not about blaming, oh, it was my mom. She taught me to be like this or blaming yourself. Like, why am I like this? Why can't I just take care of myself? It's more about having a really honest conversation with yourself, whether that be through your journal or just in your mind or with a coach or during a meditation And what is it that I am avoiding and why, what is it, why am I avoiding this? Although I wouldn't recommend getting too caught up in like, why am I doing this? Because that really keeps us stuck in the past and you want to move forward. So it's asking yourself, well, what is it about this emotion that 
Or what is it about my emotions that I don't want to look at? Maybe it's because you think it's weak to look at your emotions, or maybe you've never been told that it's okay to spend time by yourself and to reflect and to understand yourself at a deeper level. So right here, I'm giving you the permission that it's actually so important to get to know yourself better, to understand your emotions more so that you can then... um, be your most authentic self because when you're your most authentic self you can then give from a place of fullness but also you won't feel like you're the only one that's giving right if you start a relationship whether it be professional platonic or romantic from this place of like oh my god i have to give this person as much as possible i need to please them i need to make sure that they're happy then you're setting up the precedent for how you want that relationship to go right whereas if you set up that relationship and and backtracking a little bit if and if you set it up like that it means that you're now going to have to uphold that giving because you have designed that relationship in that way and it means that you're more likely to get burnt out and also feeling like the relationship isn't equal right that you're always giving and they're just receiving and of course they're just going to sit back and receive if that's something that you've always done and it's unfair of you to expect all of a sudden I'm tired of giving they should start they should start giving to me when you've never communicated that and you've already laid down the expectation that you're happy to just give everything that you have Versus if you do the work on yourself, if you face your vulnerabilities, you understand your emotions, you get to know yourself at a deeper level and you approach that relationship with a more well-rounded understanding of your emotions and who you are as a person, it means that you can give, but it also means that you're not requiring that person's validation and you're not giving that person the power. So you can actually sit back and give them the space to come to you and give them the space to show whether or not there's someone that you want to have a relationship with in whatever capacity it is right? Really making sure that that's why it all starts with you. If you're unable to have a relationship with yourself, where you will give back to yourself, where you allow yourself to receive, then of course, you're going to really struggle to find that relationship in the outside world with another person. Learning to deal with failure is one of the biggest lessons that I have um, learned from my therapist. And this is lesson seven, our second last lesson. Because when I went to go and see my therapist, I was really terrified of my business failing and basically that everyone would hate me. And I would I remember waking up on like, you know, Sunday mornings feeling really hungover and just having this overwhelming dread that everyone hated me and that no one wanted to work with me. And what I the thing about hangovers is that I don't believe it's the hangover that is bringing on like it's it's illuminating or it's magnifying any sort of emotion that you already have so because I already felt this sense of dread that everyone hated me and no one wanted to work with me and that my business wasn't gonna succeed which I I remember that feeling so well of being constantly so stressed out about it but now I just it's so like it's so nice for me to be able to reflect on it now because I really have come so far and even when things go up and down I am so firmly anchored in this belief that the best is always yet to come like even when things are amazing and they're going really well and I'm having a good day I'm like wow think like and I'm so grateful for everything now but I'm so trusting in the idea that like the best is still yet to come and how cool is that like if you were absolutely anchored in the idea that like well, firstly, your success is inevitable regardless of the ups and downs and also that you know that the best is yet to come. How differently would you show up in your life, right? So for me, the way that I got there and to where I'm at now with this much more open, relaxed mindset was by addressing my deepest, darkest fear, which was if my business fails, what would happen? And this is the thing with anxiety. I've spoken about this a lot on the podcast, but it's always a good reminder whenever you have some sort of anxious or worrying thought, 
it gets fueled by you constantly worrying, well, what if it does fail? Or what if everyone hates me? Or what if things go badly? And, and it's just adds more oil to the fire. The longer we kind of like ruminate and recycle that same thought and all it, like not all it took, this was like a long, 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 long journey for me. It took me quite a few months to really grasp this and feel secure and safe within my own skin again was really diving deep into, well, if things did fail, what would happen? Would I die? Because at the end of the day, anxiety is there because we feel like we're going to die. We feel like we're going to go crazy and we're going to like go beyond the point of no return. Right. And it was just really reminding myself that I will be okay. I really will be okay. Like no matter what happens, I will be okay. And if I fail, so be it. You know, no one even is going to care that much. If people do care, then they're not someone I want to have in my life anyway. And honestly, all of my biggest failures that I've had, and I have had many, trust me, like I have posted launches on um, my social media with no one signing up. I have posted things and they haven't gone well at all. They haven't gone as I have expected. I've had people trolling me and telling me I'm saying like wrong things. I've had, you know, I had so many failures or I've even put myself in a situation where no one's laughed at my jokes, like even little things like that, right? These things happen to me all the time, but you learn so much from your failures. And what I've really embraced over the past couple of months is just giving things a red hot go and just seeing what will happen. And if it doesn't work out, it's okay. And like I said, you learn so much more from experience and practice really does bring the master or practice makes the master. Is that the saying? Anyway, um, And so it's having this fear of failing, fear of, you know, losing money or fear of what if I don't, what if I don't work it out or what if I can't figure it out? It's like really trusting yourself that you're way more resourceful than that. And failing is not the worst thing in the world. And you will always, always be able to pick yourself back up or you will always be able to go back to your comfort zone. It's even little things like if you stop tracking your macros and you feel really scared about gaining weight and you're thinking to yourself, well, what if that happens? And what if I binge? And what if I gain weight? Well, ask yourself, what if that does happen? What would be the worst thing that could happen? Okay, maybe you gain some weight. Why is that a bad thing? Oh, because you think people won't like you. Why do you think that's true? Oh, because I've seen other people do this or in the past I haven't liked myself. Well, what is it about yourself that you didn't like? Because it's not ever to do with what your physical body looks like. It's the version of you that you think you are when you are a bigger weight. So it's asking yourself, how can I embody the qualities that I am craving from getting that dream body from tracking my macros? So say, for example, in your dream body, you want to be confident, you want to feel free, you want to feel happy. It's asking yourself, how can I embody those qualities now? Because nothing is stopping you. You do not have to wait until you have the six pack or until you've lost the weight in order to embody those qualities right now. And I urge you to ask yourself, what are ways that I can embody those qualities right now? So for me, I feel most free when I'm in the shower and I'm singing along to my favorite song and I'm washing my hair and I'm just like totally present in the moment, right? That allows me to embody that sense of freedom. And then I really carry that with me throughout the day, regardless of what I'm doing, whether I'm eating chocolate, whether I'm lounging on the couch, whether I'm doing my work, I always ask to myself, how can I embody that, uh, that sense of freedom within me? Because then the more that I embody it and the more that I focus on that, guess what? The more that it grows. So that's a long-winded way to say that it's okay to fail and whatever you try, you can always go backwards. You can always go back to what you were doing before, but it's either you stay exactly the same or you choose to do something different. And if you stay the same, you need to be accepting of the fact that you're going to get the same result over and over again, no matter how much you try and convince yourself or your anxiety tries to justify yourself, or you try something totally different. You go actually all into it and you really give it a red hot go and see what happens because the more things that you try, the better that you're going to actually 
actually know yourself and you're going to understand what actually works rather than you just staying stuck in like a same pattern or something like that. So my last point is number eight, especially little eight, is this idea of thinking that our reality and our thoughts are absolute truth, right? And or thinking our reality is like the only reality that everyone's experiencing. And this is just not the case at all, right? The way that you are thinking is your own personal experience of life. And we all have our own individual thoughts and feelings and the way that we respond. And this is why going back to point one or two, it's so important to normalize the way that you feel and not make yourself feel bad about the way that you feel. Yes, maybe some people have it worse than you, but it really doesn't stop you from feeling the way that you are feeling or it doesn't stop you from having your own personal experience. So it's really important that you validate that, but also realize the way that you are thinking about your life does not necessarily mean that it's true. And this can lead to us having like a lot of assumptions like, oh, if I tell this person this thing, then they're probably going to hate me. And it's like, that's just your own thought process. That's your own assumption. That doesn't mean that it's necessarily true. Or thinking if I take a day off the, from the gym that I'm going to, my body's going to be ugly and I'm no one's going to like me. Again, that's not reality. That's just your own thinking. And it's faulty thinking as well. It's really black and white thinking of like, if I say this, no one's going to like me. If I do this, something bad's going to happen. No, it's really about letting go of the outcomes. And this has been something that has been so huge for me is taking action without requiring an outcome or without expecting a certain goal all the time. I totally think it's fine to have goals and to have things that you want to work towards, but also you can take action and knowing that that's the thing that is most expansive for you and most lit up for you without needing things to work out in a certain way and just doing things and trusting that the next step will be revealed to you. But you're really going to be held back from doing that if you're constantly thinking that your reality and your thoughts and your beliefs are the only way that things can work out. Because when we take action without any expectation, things work out in a way that we could never have expected before, right? And that's really cool because we often want to, like the reason why you're listening to this podcast, the reason why you're on this journey of getting to know yourself, of becoming a more self-aware human is because you want to experience something that you've never experienced before. So if you're ever feeling like lost or confused or you're like, I don't even know what to believe, it's coming back to this idea that like what you want to experience progress you want to experience growth and if you want to experience that you need to experience something outside of what you already know and so that's really about exposing yourself to other ways of thinking other realities and also being honest and open about the way that you do think and constantly having this observative very neutral curiosity about your thoughts like my I cannot tell you the amount of times I would say something to my therapist and she'd be like that's faulty thinking that's not true you don't have to think like that it doesn't that doesn't mean like x doesn't mean y all the time and I'd be like oh cool like because the thing is is that when it's in our own heads the whole time it makes it feel really real the way that we're thinking about things like whether it's um oh, you know, if I eat this, it means I'm going to gain weight. And it feels really real in your own head. And then as soon as you say it out loud, it becomes smaller and you can see it more rationally. And even like, even sometimes my clients will simply say something to me and they'll already realize like how dramatic they're being or how irrational they're being. And it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you for having that thought. Of course, we have our ego brain that keeps us safe. And so certain things we don't say or certain things we don't do because it is like a protection mechanism. But when we can be 
really vulnerable and like kind of turn over those stones so that we speak what is on our mind and we say it to someone that we feel really safe with and that's not going to judge us at all that already is so therapeutic and so healing like a huge part of becoming a more confident person is being vulnerable and sharing those thoughts that you feel like are really real and big in your head because as soon as you get them out whether it be to a coach or a therapist or you write it down on paper which is also a really good practice because you see it in black and white it instantly becomes smaller and you can see it just more rationally right it's like when you give advice to your friend it's so much easier to see their situation objectively because you can kind of see all of the different moving parts versus when you're in the middle of that situation everything is happening around you and it can be really hard to see things clearly and so this is why it's really important that you have people that you can talk to Okay, I'm going to wrap this podcast episode up here. Let me know what you think. I'm always eager to hear your feedback. If you are enjoying the podcast, it would be awesome if you could support me and the Peaceful Body podcast by leaving a rating and review so that more people can find us and soak up this juicy goodness and take care of their mental health, which is literally more important than ever before. Like now is really the time to talk about mental health. So I would really appreciate your support. Or you can um, take a screenshot, take it, put it on your Instagram stories. I absolutely love seeing who and where you're listening to this and I will speak to you all soon. Bye.